Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, continuing with Sharet uh, Teshuvah, the fourth, the fourth Shah, the fourth principle. Harevi'i is Hatsa'ar B'ma'aseh which is actively expressing pain. Okay? So, Kemosh Neymar, the Pasuk says, uh, The Pasuk says, Even now, the word of Hashem, Hashem says, Return to me with all your heart, with all your heart, with fasting, and with weeping, lamentation. So the crying... And the lamentation, that's the active expression of, of grief. You know, when a person is doing Teshuvah, that is part of the process, according to Rabbi Yonah. Why is it important to cry? The rabbis tell, told us in Yerushalmi, that the heart and the eyes is what um, causes us to sin. They are the brokers of sin. They persuade us to transgress. Like we say in Shema, Don't follow your hearts and your eyes. Therefore, your heart and your eyes are guilty. And that's why you, 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 have to, you have to cry. By crying and feeling emotion, that is how we atone for the sin of the, of the eyes and the heart that led you to sin. To, to led you to sin. By measure of teshuvah, that corresponds to their measure of strength. Because the guilt of the heart is going to be atoned by the, the bitterness and the sighing and the feeling bad. The person, the person is, uh, you know, feels bad, he's like, oh, well, you just realized you did a mistake. So that's, that's stemming from the heart, that, that reaction. Okay, that's that's uh, uh, causing him to become broken. Like the pasuk says in Shayao, uh, when the spirit from before me aches. But Neymar also says, It's funny, we just quoted that pasuk just now in Mishnah Brua. Okay, a heart broken and humbled, Hashem, you will not despise. We can draw an analogy from the case of, of certain vessels that become tamet, that become impure. Asher taharu. The halakha says that if the vessel breaks, then they become purified from the tuma, from the tuma. Right? Once the vessel is broken, it's no longer tamet anymore. Like the pasuk says in Sefer Vayikra, an oven and a stove shall be smashed, because ovens and stoves back then were made from clay. Clay you can't kosher. You can't close your clay and pottery um, uh, and earthenware. Uh, the only way the only way you can you can kosher and make pure for those items is to smash them. You touch. You have to break them and then start again from the beginning. Um, so therefore, if a person's heart becomes tame. Person's heart becomes contaminated. So too, it's pro. It, it is purified through breaking the heart, which is grief. The avo. So that's that's regard to heart. Cool. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. 
and the guilt of the eyes are atoned through the tears that the person uses to cry. Like the Pasuk says, my, my eyes, David Amir says, my eyes shed streams of water because, because they did not keep your Torah. It doesn't say because I did not keep the Torah, your Torah, that's why my eyes shed streams of water. They did not keep your Torah. Who's they? The eyes didn't keep. He's referring to the eyes as didn't keeping the Torah. Because they brought the sin by allowing us to gaze at uh, at things we shouldn't have seen. And right, I saw that cheeseburger. I wanted that cheeseburger, and I ate the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. That's why David the Melech says, "When I when I did teshuvah, it's I caused them to shed um, streams uh, streams of water." Um, there's a nice note over here that's brought down in the in the book that says. Um, Share Avodah states that when one sheds tears during prayer, these tears are analogous to the water libations, the Nesachim. That's what they used to pour the, onto the Bet Hamikdash. Our prayers are compared to the Mizbehot, that are compared to the Korbanot that are brought on the Mizbeach. So tears that accompany the prayers are like the libations of the of the Korbanot, and the, these tears cause the prayer to be accepted, much like the libations cause the offerings to find favor for Hashem. And it says here, where do the tears have this power? Because they are a product of one's innermost emotions. So therefore, they re, re, they ref, uh, reflect a, a longing and connection to Hashem. And that's how teshuvah, that's how tears of teshuvah bring bring atonement. Interesting. Um, all right, let's do a, let's just do a little bit more. The fifth principle is long, but we'll just do a, a little case here. Achamishi. Achamishi, he says, is de'aga. De'aga is worrying. This means that the person who's doing teshuvah needs to worry about and be afraid of the punishment that he's going to receive because of that he sins. Because even though a person might have done teshuvah, there are certain averot that the transgression, that, 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 that the teshuvah that he does only holds back the uh, the punishment. It, it suspends the punishment, um, and therefore, the, it's it's the pain and the affliction that you're going to experience is what totally totally gets rid of uh, of the sin. like the pasuk says, "Ki avoni agid edag mechatati," for I admit my transgression. I worry because of my sin. So now, what's the difference between grief and worrying? Grief was number three, and worrying is number five. The idea of grief is what happened in the past. Okay, The loss that was suffered as a result of why I sinned. But worry is about what's going to be in the future. Another difference. Um, a second thing you should worry about, besides the punishment that's going to come. Maybe he's not actually... Uh, fulfilling the Shuvah the way he's supposed to. Maybe he's falling short. With insufficient pain, insufficient bitterness, insufficient fasting, insufficient crying. Even though he felt so much pain and he cried and he cried, he should still tremble in fear that maybe, on the other hand, he has so much guilt, he has so much of it, it's not enough crying. 
And he didn't fulfill the requirement to Shuvah with all that affliction. And with all the weeping of his soul. Anyone who knows the, the, the size of our obligation to Hashem. Who realizes that the wickedness of, of anyone who defies his word. However much he does in service of Hashem and falls away to Shuvah. It's just, it's still insufficient. It's few in his eyes. Um, uh, Shlomo Amelach says about this, A wise man is fearful and turns away from evil. Meaning, the nature of a wise man is, Even though he turns away from evil, He still trembles. Because maybe he didn't complete the requirement of his of his mission, and he wasn't cautious what to do uh, in all of his actions. and another pasuk. With this, he ends. Pasuk says that uh, better is a poor man who walks in innocence than one who perverts his ways and is rich. Meaning, Okay, even though the latter person is rich, the poor man who's innocent is better. Um, than the person who who uh, perverts his ways. The rabbis taught us in the midrash: Do not explain the pasuk to mean a wise man is fearful and therefore turns away from evil. Rather, meaning a wise man turns away from evil and is still fearful because as much as he turns away from evil, as much as he did teshuvah, he still fears. Maybe it wasn't enough. And the end of the Pasuk actually proves that that's the meaning. Because it says, A fool becomes enraged and confident. The nature of the fool is opposite of the nature of the wise. Because a fool becomes upset and angry, and he's still confident that he's not going to sin, he's not going to injure. But in truth, someone who's short-tempered is likely to commit these offenses, and he's vulnerable to uh, to injury because of his anger. A man of wrath is full of offense. It also says, like a breached city with, without a wall, so is a man with no constraint to his uh, spirit. Meaning the practice of the fool of the ksil, that he risks both sin and injury, but he's still fearless. Uh, but at the same pasuk, we have the practice of the chacham, of the wise person, who turns away from evil, but he's fearful. He's still scared, uh, because he's always concerned that he was never cautious enough. And we'll continue with Hashem next time.